Hello, everyone. You are listening to Employment Notebook on localjobnetwork.com radio. Today, we are going to have a bit of fun and talk about employment in the movies. I'm Lynn Molitor from the Local Job Network. I love the movies, so I thought we could talk about how employment is depicted on film. There are many work-related movies that have gained some popularity over the years, so let's learn some more about them. Joining me in the studio today from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is Mark Metcalf. Mark has a podcast series and writes film reviews for Third Coast Digest, among many other things. But I think many of our listeners are going to know him best for his role in Animal House, where he played Niedemeyer, and on the Seinfeld series, where he was the maestro. So welcome, Mark. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for asking me in. With that little intro that I gave. To your workplace. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Could you tell our listeners a little more about yourself than the high level I just provided them? (laughs) Right. Well, I was born in Findlay, Ohio. No, uh, I'll go all the way back to the beginning. (laughs) Home of Wilson Burgers. No, uh, I've lived in Wisconsin and Milwaukee for 12 years. I moved here with my, the woman who used to, I used to be married to and opened a restaurant in Mequon called Libby, Montana, which is still there, and I still uh, promote it as much as I can. I've been here 12 years. I've done a lot of work here for First Stage Children's Theater and for a couple of other theaters that now don't exist anymore, unfortunately, like Milwaukee Shakespeare and uh, Bialystok and Bloom, two really good companies that that died soon after I worked for them. I don't (laughs) think I had anything to do with it. I'm sure you didn't. I hope I didn't. do a lot of work for the COA, the Children's Outing Association here. I do a lot of work for the Alzheimer's Association, which is uh, something, a, a group that does a lot of really good work, research and uh, and disseminating information about Alzheimer's, which is some, uh, an issue that's close to me. And I'm raising my son here. He's 18. He's going to go off oh. to college uh, next year. Oh, so he'll be a future job seeker. He'll be a future job seeker, yes. <laughs> Although he, he doesn't feel that way. He feels like it's all laid out for him. He oh. knows exactly <laughs> what he's going to do. He doesn't even doesn't question for a minute what job it might be. He's going to go work for the Forest Service. Well, that's good to have goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's <laughs> got a passion. He's a passionate animal scholar. That's good to hear. Yeah. So – Let's dive into our subject sure. for today. Sure. Why do you think employment or work-related settings is a movie subject that frequently gets explored? Well, I understand the question, although I do think that every movie is about a work-related place. Yes. I mean, when the Avengers go out to save the world, that's their job. So they go to save the world. But I know that you're talking more about specific movies that explore a workplace, like The Big Night Explores Restaurants or uh, or Office Space. Um, I mean, we're, we seem to be, uh, there was just a movie last year or two years ago called Horrible Bosses. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, we seem to be lately obsessed with movies that take place in offices, or we just spend a lot, we make a lot of them and we go to see a lot of them. And that idea of working in a little cubicle... <laughs> Like you have right out here. <laughs> I've spent my 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 better years in a cubicle. <laughs> and a lot of people do. I mean, a lot of people, that's, that's how we work. We go into a big building made out of glass and steel, and we sit down, and uh, so we can't see anybody else because we don't want to be distracted. 
And we put a headset on, so we talk on the phone, and a lot of people do. I don't. I've, I've, one of the reasons I wanted to be an actor was because <laughs> so I wouldn't have to do a nine-to-five job. Yeah, so you're not jealous of all of us sitting in those cubicles. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. I don't think anybody's jealous of you. Everybody feels like, why am I here? Right, yeah. <laughs> and so we make movies to entertain us about why am I here and how can I get out of here? <laughs> how true is that? I do like your example, though, about the Avengers. Well, I mean, it's true. When, whenever I am asked to play a part in a movie, one of the first questions that I ask is, what's the guy's job? What does he do for a living? How does he get beans to his mouth? How does he get? Right. You know, how does he feed his family? How does he feed himself? How do you make a living? That's what we do. We're, we're out here trying to make a living somehow, even in an economy like that. I mean, if as an actor, I'm unemployed a lot. And <laughs> when I'm unemployed, that's my job, go, right. going and looking for work. In fact, for an actor, probably most actors, uh, 80% of the work they do is trying to find the job and not doing the oh. job. Because we, oh, audi- yeah. we audition. You, know, you may audition for 10 things and get one if you're lucky. Unless you're John Travolta, and he apparently got every job he ever auditioned for. Really? I thought he – didn't he kind of go away there for a while? <laughs> yeah, he went away after a <laughs> while, and, and uh, Quentin Tarantino rediscovered him in Pulp Fiction. I know. I was, like, so excited for now, there's his a return. Job, there's a job, a, a movie that's about a workplace. I mean, these are two muscle men for the mob. How true. The Travolta character and the Sam Jackson character. And then you get right. a really good – a really good dissection of the work done by a man who just does wet work. He just removes bodies and cleans up after other people's oh, yeah, messes. Oh, yeah, that's the right. The Harvey yeah. part. Right, yeah. So. Oh, see? All these different jobs are coming out. Yeah. Crime <laughs> is a job. And we celebrate. We love crime in this country. So let's go back to, I think this has turned into a cult movie, Office Space. Right, um, probably. You're used to a cult movie from you know the past, Animal, House, Animal sure. House. So what's the appeal of Office Space? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know because I'm not particularly fond of it. <laughs> so, so it's hard for me to sort of say what the appeal of. I mean, I do think that, as I said earlier, most of us are familiar to one degree or another of that notion of being in a little cubicle mm-hmm. and being a, a drone, <laughs> essentially. I mean, drones are right. different now. It's always funny when they talk about drones in, in Washington, <laughs> D.C., these missiles that right. drone oh. on and on. But a drone is also a kind of a, one of the right. – a bee that functioned as just was one job, and that's all it does. And it's very, very extremely boring. Mm-hmm. We talk about a boorish person droning on. And I think <laughs> the notion of we're attracted to a movie like Office Space and any of the other movies that take place in offices because we recognize that, that there but for the grace of whoever, Darwin and my son would say, <laughs> go I. I mean, we would be just doing mindless work. Right. And movies like that are about the minds that go on inside what appears to be a mindless job. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. And there really is a lot going on, and there always is. But it appears on first glance that it's just these little drones in little hives, these these little cubicles, (laughs) turning out whatever it is they're turning out. And what are those? those, What are the people? What does the office in office space do? (laughs) 
You know what? You want to know something funny? Mm-mm. The people in that movie, what they were doing was actually a job that I did for four years. What? <laughs> what? What is it? What did they, they do? were? Um, they were computer programmers getting ready for the the date change. Oh, from, for the Y two K. Yes, for Y two K. So that's okay. why I didn't think that movie was that funny because I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Well, see. <laughs> Yeah, and so, we, and I think all of us see sort of see that as a potential sort of right for ourselves. Yeah, so some people laugh and other people cry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some people cringe. Well, you know, the definition of uh, comedy is when you slip on a banana peel and fall down a manhole cover, and tragedy is when I get a paper cut. Oh, <laughs> so um, let's talk about just some of the movies that you like okay. um, that are in that work-related genre? Well, there's a lot. I mean, uh, one of my favorites that's specifically a work-related film is His Girl Friday, which is about the newspaper business. Yes. It's based on a play called The Front Page. The film uh, takes the character of Hildy Johnson, which was written for a man, and turns it into a woman. Rosalind Russell plays it, and Cary Grant plays her boss. What uh, someone who people might think of is not necessarily a good boss, because he's trying to manipulate her constantly to get her to do the job. And she's trying to leave and retire and go get married and have babies and live up in upstate oh, New York. Okay. And he keeps bringing her back to the job. And it's, I mean, it's brilliantly funny. I mean, it's a really brilliant movie. One of the fastest paced movies ever. It's faster even than Aaron Sorkin writes. Aaron Sorkin's known for writing really dialogue that has to be spoken really quickly. Yeah. What else do I like? All the President's Men. There's another work-related movie that takes place in, for the most part, in the workplace, in the newspaper, in the Washington Post, in the office of the Washington Post. Uh, Pushing Tin. Do you know the movie Pushing Tin? Um. Air traffic controllers? Air traffic controllers. John Cusack and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah. Uh, When you see them working, it makes you hesitate to get up and go up into an airplane again. That is true. Because uh, some guy that is is drunk and is amped up and wired as as, uh, those guys are, and he's telling the pilot flying blind how to get your plane on the ground or how to get it off the ground and how to miss all the other planes that are up there. (laughs) Oh, uh, films about restaurants appeal to me because I owned a restaurant for a while. Oh, yeah. So The Big Night, one I mentioned before with Stanley Tucci and uh, Tony Shalhoub, who's from Green Bay. Yes. It's a wonderful movie about the restaurant business. Uh, There's a movie called Dinner Rush. I'm not familiar with that one. Danny Aiello. It's a very good movie, very low-budget, independent kind of movie, but it's really good, and it all takes place in a restaurant. Oh, and then there's a great, great, great movie called – old black-and-white movie called Shop Around the Corner. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a really beautiful – and it takes place in a little shop, not a toy store, but a kind of shop like Winkies in in, uh, in, uh, Whitefish Bay. You know, I think what you're putting in perspective for all of us is that you've kind of expanded our view of what a work-related movie would be about. I mean, it's really about everything. And work is more than sitting in a cube. You know, work is in a restaurant. You know, work is at the airport. And uh, when I was in high school, someone said to me once, work is only work if there's something else you'd rather be doing, which led me to sort of think of myself as somebody who didn't want to work. I don't want to do something I 
Right. You know, I, yeah. I want to do the thing I want to do. So acting has been a great job for me because I get to do what's fun. Right. And 50 to 60 to 70 percent of the time, I'm out of work. I'm not doing it <laughs> at between engagements, as we say. But you're right. We all have a job to do. and We all do our job. And especially in this country where we celebrate such a huge work ethic mm-hmm. and, and working becomes very important to us above and beyond just making a living and as I said before, getting beans to our face. Work is one of the ways we define ourselves. That may be a good thing, and it may be sometimes a negative thing. And I think in that question of whether it's a good thing or whether it's a negative thing comes a lot of the drama of films and plays that take place Mm -hmm. in the workplace and the comedy. See, like for me, when I'm not working, I like to go to the movies. But (laughs) the thought of acting would be totally, uh, you know, I'd back up then. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, yeah, but, you, you know, if you look at the credits on movies, you can still work in the movies and do a yeah. lot of other jobs besides acting. The actors are the ones that, I mean, our job is just up there. We're the face on it. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people doing other jobs. And working on movies is one of the great jobs. I love working in a theater because I love going into a room with oh. a bunch of people and just making up stories and rehearsing for four weeks and then going and doing the play for a bunch of other people. But working on movies is even more fun. There's something, I don't know. And and then it's there's movies like The Player by Robert Altman. There's movies about oh, making yeah. movies. Um, I think Howard, Howard Hawks once said that all movies are about making movies, even a movie like To Have and Have Not, which is a great movie that he made from a Ernest Hemingway story starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. In some way, it's about the making of the movie. And, and all movies are, in a way, about this process that we go through. When, and you go through this same process uh, when you make a movie, the, the coming up with an idea, somehow planning how to make this idea work. If it's a movie about a crime or if it's a movie about a romance or whatever, planning and then dealing with all the surprise things that come along. Right, yeah. And makes a movie. I love it. And I'm hoping all of our listeners love the movies, too. If you haven't, go check them out. Let's talk about movies that have changed people's perceptions of a particular career. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I was always kind of, you know, when I think about that question, I think about like Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise as a sports. He was a sports agent. Yeah, I don't know if people were aware of sports agents before that movie or not, but they certainly are aware of them now. And sports agents, we begin to hear their names as when Albert Pujols was trying to figure out whether to play for the Cardinals or who to play for a couple of years ago. We heard the name of his agent. Of course, now I can't remember it. But we heard the name of his agent almost as many times as we heard Albert Pujols' name. Right. And if you watch uh, SportsCenter or ESPN, you hear the name of agents because they're major players in the negotiation. And that's either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on where (laughs) you sit. Yeah, so Jerry Maguire is a good good one. Lincoln changed my perception of the job of being president. Oh. I mean, I— you know, I think I've thought of the president as, you know, just this guy who made decisions and did press conferences. Mm-hmm. And the level of manipulation and the re- and the motivation behind the need to manipulate and to command the respect of and also command the participation of as many people, all the people in the House of Representatives and right. all the people in the Senate, 
as he has to do in that movie, gave me a better sense of being of how the president being the president is a job. Right. I mean, you actually you go to work and then you go home. And in that movie, you get to see him at home with his son. You get with his two sons, with his wife, arguing with his wife. You see yeah. the domestic side of his life, and then you see the presidential side of his life. It's different than it is now. Because now the presidential side of your life is press conferences and television and, and people primping your hair and making right, sure your yeah. makeup's right. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but in, for him, it was a carriage ride or talking and, and dealing one-on-one with, with uh, right. the legislators. Now, that's an interesting perspective because I don't, think, I don't think of the president of the United States as a job. But it is but a it job. Is. It's a job. It's a we, big job. Yeah, it's a big job. We hire him, too. Right. He works for us. Right. Yeah. There's only one and only one of that job. <laughs> right. And as as he as as Lincoln says in that film, he's the president of the United States. He commands great power, and he does. I mean, we all they say themselves. Presidents always say themselves. I, I'm the most powerful man in the world. I mean, the president of the United States right. is the most powerful man in the world. But but it is still just a job. Right. He's hired by us when we vote for him, and we need to sort of keep telling him to do, uh, we're the boss. <laughs> right, yeah, we're the boss. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone ever is thinking, I want to be a boss someday, you already are a boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the boss of this country. <laughs> right, yeah. Start doing a good job. <laughs> so I wanted to, um, you know, I know our time is fast approaching an end, but I wanted to ask you if you had any thoughts about the George Clooney movie, Up in the Air? So that was a movie. I mean, he was, I don't know what his official job title was. but Terminator. He's yeah. the Terminator. Right, yeah. <laughs> he had to go and downsize companies. Yeah, he was hired. He was the guy that went and told you that you were you didn't have a job anymore. Yeah. He fired people. Yeah, it, it's a good, it's a very good movie, and it happened at a, at an interesting time because it happened at right at when the economy was falling apart and a yeah. lot of people were getting downsized. And I, I feel it sort of respected that in a way. It didn't pimp it out. It didn't mock it. It didn't make par- a parody out of it. It didn't go for the easy laugh of. Oh right. It, it really it was quite painful to see some of those people, and apparently they. I can't remember the stories at the time, but apparently they did a lot of research and filmed a lot of of real firings. I, I think I remember that as right. well. Right. I know I had a hard time watching that, though, you know, sitting in the theater, and it was just, like, gut-wrenching. Well, it is. I mean, it is, because lots of people yeah. sitting on either side of you were either losing right. their job or feeling like they were going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, yeah, it, it was. And yet it was, it's still, I think, I don't know where they put it in the video store, whether it's in, under comedy or under drama. Oh, oh, that's true, yeah. But, I mean, it, there's a lightheartedness to it Yeah. Uh, in a way. I think the Academy really liked that movie, didn't they? I think, I don't I know if it I was can't remember up for awards got, or not. I don't know. It might have been up for script because it was a good script. Mm-hmm. And uh, to young directors, actually, I think Ivan Reitman's son, uh, what's his name? Jason Reitman. I can't remember his name. Oh. Directed it. Oh, okay. But a young director. But almost, I think almost everything George Clooney does is very interesting, very smart, and very good. A movie that he directed and another movie about a workplace like this, uh, Good Night and Good Luck, about Edgar uh, Edgar R. Murrow. Right. Right, yeah. Right. It's a a movie that takes place in the workplace almost exclusively in the workplace. Right. 
about what it means, what the responsibility of being a broadcast journalist Mm -hmm. really is. Oh, we're covering a lot of work-related topics. Sure. We got to get out of the cubes. That's what I'm learning. So uh, what... It's very interesting when you go to some of these sort of more young, hip offices where they've taken down the cubicles and opened the space up. And you have to to redefine how you work because you have to... You're very exposed. Well, you're very (laughs) exposed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Secrets (laughs) secrets are not, uh, don't work. Mm -hmm. What you do behind it is, and so you you have to re-understand the process of creativity. And basically, we're all doing creative work. Even if you're computer programming the same thing over and over and over again, it's it's a creative act. You have to approach it that way. I. Yes. And embrace that. Thank you, Mark, for recognizing that. I'm not a computer programmer anymore, but that is how I got through many a day, by right. thinking just that. Right. Well, it, I mean, it, it, that's, that'll get you through the day, but it's also it'll make the work more interesting and mm-hmm. maybe, make it, maybe make it better for, yeah. for the people that you're doing it for. Not the bosses, but right. for the people. Yeah. It's basically every job we do. Service services us because it gets beans to our face. Yeah. Services the bosses who want us to do it, and it services some portion of humanity somewhere. Right. So, so make it better. Yeah, make it better. I know we did talk about some of your favorite movies, but do you have any that you could recommend? You know, in terms of comedies and dramas. Oh. That we haven't talked about. <laughs> that we haven't talked about. No, those are all the movies I can think of. <laughs> um, well. There's another old movie called All About Eve that's about my profession as an actor. Oh, about okay. Broadway, which is a great movie. Betty Davis. I haven't uh, seen that one. Oh, you, oh, you should. I need to see that one. It. Yeah, yeah. definitely should. Uh, one of my favorite movies about the theater is uh, Les Enfants de Paradis, Children oh. of Paradise, a French movie. Uh, I won't even attempt to try and repeat that after you. <laughs> uh, that t- you don't speak French? No, I don't. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> um I, I just watched a movie called *The Wages of Fear* by oh. a man named George Cluzat. I can't remember. I don't know. How oh. to pro- I don't know how to pronounce his name either. My <laughs> French goes south then. With a very young and very cheeky Yves Montand. It's about. You're talking about movies about the workplace. There's three or four, two French, one English, I think, and one American men out of work, unemployed in uh, Honduras, oh. and uh, somebody once. Somebody, there's an oil fire in an oil field, and they need to get nitroglycerin from one place over 150, 200 miles of bumpy road to where the oil field is so that they can make an explosion because that's how you put out an oil fire. You make an explosion, oh. basically use up all the oxygen, and the fire can, oh, okay. goes out. You, the explosion burns the oxygen, and then the fire can't go because there's no oxygen. Right until it comes back in. So they hire these four men to drive nitroglycerin, extraordinarily <laughs> dangerous job, right. over these roads. Hence, it's called The Wages of Fear. It's all about fear. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful movie, and there's a movie oh. about a oh, job, yeah. a right. very specific job, just driving a truck. The truck happens to be filled with nitroglycerin. Right. That... Uh, raises the stakes a little bit. Right. Boy, there's just, oh, here, work uh, jobs about working nine to five. Oh, yeah. There's a horrible boss. Uh, he, there was a horrible <laughs> boss, Dabney Coleman. Exactly. Right. A really horrible boss. Uh, working Girl with Melanie Griffith. I love 
of that movie. Yeah, I no, think it's it was a, good a little movie. white. It was probably a little like white though. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's comedy, but <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, no. And but Sigourney yeah. Weaver is a good horrible boss. And That's then you, true. And then you have Harrison Ford, who's a good boss. Right. Yeah, and I think that movie was probably after his, you know, his popular Indiana Jones and uh, Han Solo movies. Yeah. You know, oh, that yeah. was the first time we started seeing him. <laughs> yeah. In a regular work As a setting. Grown up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, I'm having way too much fun today. But uh, we're going to have to call it here. But thank you so much for coming in today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. My pleasure. And maybe you'll come back and visit our studio some other time. Sure. I love the studio. <laughs> Nice room. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) If you would like to suggest future topics for Employment Notebook, please drop me a note at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Lynn Molitor on localjobnetwork.com radio. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 